We're live in five, four, three, two, one, da, 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 da. zero. Da, 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 da. We're live. Okay, John, just last final check. Okay, we're live on Facebook. We're recording and we're live on the radio.com. That means it's time for an introductory jungle. This book began as a manuscript written by Frederick S. Spurs. The material was developed and worked over by Paul Goodman and put to practical application by Ralph Hefferlein. However, as it stands now, it is truly the result of the cooperative efforts of the three authors. What began as the work of one author ended up as that of three each of us equally responsible. We have had in common one purpose, to develop a theory and method that will extend the limits and applicability of psychotherapy. All right. Here we are, episode four of NGV Radio. Hey, John. How are you? Um, not in the best of shapes. Had a bit of a draining day. Uh, I did find some energy uh, preparing this episode, so that's that's good. Um, but somehow, I feel support in our duo. Um, show hosting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I um, also don't feel in a good place, which is one of the interesting things about live broadcasting. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> the show must go on. Um, I, um, I've done a lot of Zoom, and and outside of Zoom, I've done a lot of anxious worrying today. Okay. I think is probably to say um, internal worrying just for yourself a little bit of reaching out okay uh, yeah yeah so so i'm wondering how i'll be be with with um with you and, and with our listeners for the show i'll i'll do my best it um i was thinking before we went on air there's maybe maybe something about how we support each other yeah, yeah. I remember when we were talking this afternoon when we were preparing the show that that also became an important topic mainly because we're uh because the guest of tonight and and what we will talk about will also be but uh will be a lot. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you uh, want to say what we've got coming up? Sure. Um yeah, so Tonight we're having Nani Lecoint. I hope I'm saying that right. I think so. Yeah. 
she's a um, a black colleague of of John, right? Of you, John, a colleague of yours. Is that right? If I said that? Yeah, I I I trained with um, for for a year at London Gestalt Center with with Mandy, and we co-facilitate the New Gestalt Voices group that we run on on race mm, yeah. um, and racism together. Yeah. And already just starting and saying when I when I was presenting her and saying that she's black, already I feel the difficulty and 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 as if as if I, I feel as if I'm, I'm not entitled to uh, to define her in that way. Some sort of so there, there's already this this difficulty and and it brings me back to your remark about support for our conversation. Oh crap. Yeah. This, this this new software stopped because it's a trial. Okay, Connection established. Um, and we're recording. All right. We're back. Okay. So, so sorry if you are listening. Um, I, 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 I can blame this all on you, Thomas. Yes, it's entirely my fault. <laughs> we're trying out some new software and it was a trial version, so suddenly the whole thing went down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and he's made, I, Thomas is. I have to. I have to uh, appreciate you for for holding all of the tech stuff that that goes on in in the in the background um, <laughs> seamlessly most of the time, except when it when it doesn't. Um, I I felt my frustration and also a kind of freedom in that. Okay, it's not it doesn't work. I don't need to worry so much about my anxiety anymore. <laughs> Okay, we're everything's everything's working now. Yeah, everything's working. Shall we? Shall we just um, just recap on on tonight's show? Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know how much how much of that was broadcast, but you were sharing that um, our our main guest tonight is um, a woman called Nandi Laquant, um, who is a black uh, training Gestalt therapist, um, and uh, she um, co-facilitates the uh, group um, with me that that we around race and racism in NGV um, and I, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot around for Nandi at the moment because um, she'll come on to say more about this but her, um, Steve, the director Steve McQueen has um, recently uh, or it was several years in completion but um, there's been a recent screening of the film on BBC um, about um, the first or one of the one of the first big legal cases in the UK around systemic um, racism, um, and it's a it's it's um, it was a case called the Mangrove Nine, and the TV programs called the Mangrove Nine. Um, and Nandi's mother was involved in the um, in the original um, trial back in the seventies. Um, so. So I'm looking forward to the interview and um, mm -hmm. um, Nandi 
Nandi brings brings a lot, and we were we were talking a little bit around our own process. Um, and we didn't name the fact that both of us are both of us are white. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good to say that. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, and I, I feel like like slowing down for a second, and because with the tech and and with us having to reintroduce, um, I've, I I want to get back to my initial feeling when when now you introduced her and, and when I introduced her um, I think something important to say is that uh, that it's a it's it's a hard it's a hard topic and and then I mean that that I I feel how I'm how it's how it's um, a challenge for me to navigate it in a in a good way and to um, yeah I really feel I'm struggling even to explain what I want what I want to say I think maybe it's good to to name again that when I was introducing Nandi just before the the technological breakdown that I I used the word black to define her and I and, and I felt I felt already that there was something difficult about that or a bit so yeah I think that's the first thing I want to say about it saying that touches in on my I can feel my embarrassment and um, yeah. the, the possibility for a, a, an experience of shame not knowing the right way to do it um, yeah I mean I think that's a good synthesis synthesis for me as well not knowing the right way to do it I feel feel very ignorant or as if I'm I feel as if I'm walking into a room blindfolded and I'm 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 gonna step on, on people's people's feet and toes and uh-huh. without 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 knowing that I'm doing it and, 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 and also feeling a bit stupid that I don't know it. Feeling as if I should know it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm checking our schedule to give us a bit of uh a bit of support as well. Okay. Um, just moving away from, from that for a moment. Uh, mm-hmm. um, one thing I, I did want to, to say, which, which I always do, is is that there are ways, if you're listening, that you can contact us during the live show. Um, and yeah. hopefully we would pick up a message. Um, so if you did have a, a question or a response to Thomas and I or to Nandi or to anything else that comes into that, up in tonight's show, you can um, you can email on radio at newstylevoices.org. Um, you can um, respond um, to on the 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 New Style Voices page on Facebook, um, or you can either send a WhatsApp or a um, an old-fashioned text message to um, 44, it's a UK number, 7791-282-812. Um, we should put the, the, the contact details up more prominently somewhere on the yeah, and you uh, should listener do that page. Yeah. 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 And especially tonight, I feel it's important to to invite listeners to to respond if they if they feel like it. I feel that that'd be very welcome. Sure. Hmm. 
Shall we briefly say something about the radio and, and, and what our mission is with the radio for people who might tune in for the first time or, or don't know us? We could also say, say very briefly something about us. Like, sure. I'm Thomas. I'm based in Brussels. I'm a Gestalt psychotherapist in private practice. I always like that title. It sounds very nice. And I'm an, and I'm an aspiring leadership coach, insisting on aspiring. I'm not uh, at the moment I'm not working in leadership but um, many plans and aspirations there uh, so that's me I'm live in Brussels and I'm I feel really rebellious like I don't want to do this now Thomas <laughs> so do it do it do it differently <laughs> I, do, do it differently so do something else just say something entirely different I'm John Gillespie I'm a clinical sexologist All right. um, specializing in um, clinical fuck machine use and um, my preferred sexual position is the doggy position um, okay I think we might we might have lost some <laughs> we might have lost some listeners there but that's None okay that is <laughs> that, that's okay we're, 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 we, we might attract other listeners in that way <laughs> okay okay um I hope I didn't, I didn't dis disregard yeah. your your rebellious... Um... I don't know what's going on with me, Thomas, tonight. Um, we've also got music tonight from um, from Chris O'Malley. Exactly. Haven't, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, we were, we were going to um, play a short piece um, now or quite soon, I think, weren't we? Before yeah, we, that, that will be the next thing to do. Going to our session with Mandy. But uh, I feel like we should say one more thing about, about the radio and uh, like, what's the idea with the radio? Okay. Like, what's the, what's the main mission? And, um, I always feel you're, you're better at saying that than me. Uh, I would use a jingle to say that. I liked hearing you say it yesterday when you were... Quite yeah? Good. Um, okay, so let's, let, let, me, let me give it a try then. I think our, our mission with the well, I know our mission with the, with the radio is to um, um, to create a place where we can um, invite, chat, interview people who are into Gestalt and who manage to bridge to make a bridge between the Gestalt world and the other world. We sort of reach out with Gestalt to other places, who bring other places, uh, who bring Gestalt to other places. I, I like it. I like it when 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 you when you you say that. Um, I um, it it aligns it aligns for me. It aligns with NGV's mission, which is about reaching out, which is about connecting, um, as well as as I I hope providing a um, um, a resource and a, a source of support within the Gestalt community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, th I think I, when you talk about a resource, I feel it makes sense that. If you want to reach out from from a safe Gestalt world, so to speak, you need some resources to be able to do that and to go to go somewhere else. I've always felt um, when I would enter places where Gestalt was not known or the language of Gestalt was not known, mm -hmm. I always felt my own resourcefulness was was um, 
very important in the way I could bring myself and my gestalt there. Sometimes feels to me like gestalt is a bit of a haven, like a safe space yeah. from the rest of the world. Yeah. And there's something about that concerns me. I mean, I mean that's that. I don't mean to put that all on you. That's kind of my experience. No, no, no. Of gestalt, it's um, it's a place where I I I can be. Um, I can say fuck machine on the radio, and um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and be welcomed for it, or 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 told told I'm out of order because of it. But um, the, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm I'm aware of. of time um yeah and yeah I'd, shall we say something about the christmas special now or we do that afterwards let's let's save time and do it at the end yeah okay good so i do feel like playing a little jingle it's only 11 seconds and it's a little sentence taken from the introduction to page g which sort of um, summarizes everything we just said about the radio and after that we will listen to a piece played by Chris O'Malley our Birmingham based Gestalt psychotherapist friend we have had in common one purpose to develop a theory and method that will extend the limits and applicability of psychotherapy.
Hi. We're back. That was Chris. Chris O'Malley. He will uh, he will join us afterwards to to do a live piece. What, what, what was he playing, Thomas? You can't just play a piece of classical music and say that's Chris O'Malley. <laughs> like, okay, on. okay, you're right. I should have said it's Bach. It's <laughs> he he played um, Bach Fantasia in A minor. That must have been obvious, no? Ah, okay. So sorry. <laughs> It sounded, it sounded expertly played. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, it was. He, he made a little video. It was nice to see him do it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we've got Chris in for a, a live, um, a, a little live performance of a piece in about 40 minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Nandy. Hi, Nandy. Hi. <laughs> So Nandi is in our online studio, which which um, which means obviously we're not together, but um, we can we can see Nandi on a on a WhatsApp call, which we're we're then broadcasting to 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 our audience. Yeah. So Nandi, would it be be possible to turn your phone a bit so I can I could see a bit more of your face? Oh, you can't see me. Like I see I see two thirds of your face. It, and, and it's okay. We're, we're, Is that better? <laughs> I know it's you're, not always easy. You're, you're with us. You're with us. Okay. Is that better? It is better in in a way, and in, in a way it's not. <laughs> I'm trying to find the. I've got like a stack of books. So if you're take your time. If you're listening. This is the equivalent of coming into a Gestalt process group and deciding which chair you want to sit in. Um, whether you want to sit next to the teacher or not. Never, never a good step. So these things take time, right? Oh, yeah. They do, and you have infinite patience. <laughs> Can you see me now? We, yeah. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to discourage you, Nani, but nothing really changed. But it's okay. It's okay. Let's uh, let's let's keep it like this. Uh, I'm... Mm. How else to do it? Sorry. It's okay. okay. Let's do it like this. No. Could we? Um, I guess part is a way of just tuning in your your audio, Nandi. Um, I, I'm wondering. Kind of, if we could hear a little bit from you around around how how you are today, how how it is to join us on the radio. I know. Um, I've had a really um, busy day, um, doing lots of different things. Obviously, I've been thinking about what we're going to do this evening, and um, picked up my son from school, and we that's about his day on the way home and I kind of was m trying to make sure that everything was together and ready so that I could be here, not stressed and present. And then now the whole phone thing has just thrown me a little bit. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're back to being stressed and not present. <laughs> this is not how I envisage starting the evening. I'm sorry, I feel a bit responsible for that. I didn't mean to, no, no. to pressure Absolutely. you. 
I can't see myself yeah. perfectly, which is why I'm just, I can't understand why you can't see me, but it is what it is. I can see you now. I can see you now. You're, you're, the way I see you now is just as if you're laying on your side, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm seeing you laying on your side. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> so okay. We, it's sort of a laying interview. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, Nandi, before we ask you to um, kind of what, what you'd like to say about yourself to introduce yourself. Um, I don't know if you heard Thomas and my little kind of preamble prior to, to you coming on air. Did, did you? I didn't. Sorry. I didn't. Okay. Um, I didn't tune in. I didn't know. Uh -huh. I didn't know when to tune in. Sorry. Sure. It, it, no, no. We, we were naming that, um, sort of the, the conversation we're going to have with you, um, bring, brings in the field of, of race. Um, and we shared with listeners cause obviously they can't see that, that you're black. Um, yeah. and, um, we both shared the um, the various the various emotions and and inc including less comfortable emotions, um, fear, embarrassment, the potential for shame that come up in in having this conversation. Sure. Um, and I know you and I have have done a bit of this before, um, and I'm and I'm I'm wondering what. My, well, I, I was going to I was going to ask what might support you, but but I I guess beneath that there's a kind of invitation to um, to to share what's going on for you, including discomfort. Um, if if um, if I was going to say if Thomas or I get it wrong. Um, I think what um where. Well, I'll say a little bit about myself and then I'll say a bit about, um, I'll respond to, to you in a sense. Um, Go for it. Uh, I am a, a black woman. Uh, I grew up partly here in, in the UK, in London. And then um, my family who were black activists during the 60s and, and 70s, um, were involved in different political activities in London, uh, one of which was um, resulted in a in a in a epic trial called the Mangrove Nine. And um, after that trial, my family, my mother is a scientist, and she got a job to work for the University of the West Indies. So we relocated to. Um, their campus in Jamaica. Um, and then um, from there, we spent about five years there. And then we moved from there to Trinidad, where during my mum's time when she was training in, in, when she was a lecturer in Jamaica, she decided to switch and to study medicine as a doctor. And so she decided to finish her training in Trinidad, which is where she was originally from. That's another island in the Caribbean, just off the coast of Venezuela. So I grew up, practically 10 years of my childhood was spent in the Caribbean. And then we moved back to England when I was about 15. 
and we were living outside of London in a small town in on the coast of England. And I went to a school where I was the only black person in the school, actually. I think there was one Iraqi woman and there, a girl and there was a mixed race boy, half black, half white. And um, that was a particularly tough time for me. Um, having spent 10 years of my life in the Caribbean where I was pretty comfortable in that everybody I saw around me was black, um, to come to a small town um, was a real challenge. And I think that was maybe where I really became aware of of my race and of difference and of racism and and how painful it was and how hurt and how damaging it was to my confidence, to my self-esteem. And at the same time, having parents who are very politically active uh, their whole sense of the world was all based on politics. There wasn't any time to spend dealing with emotions and dealing with pain. And so I had a pretty rough period of, of my time of life where from my late teens to my late twenties, where I really struggled emotionally and didn't have an outlet and didn't understand what was going on for me and, and, and couldn't really connect to my parents and couldn't connect to the activism. It all fell way above my head. And then I hit a crisis in my early 30s and that's when I um, went to see a therapist recommended by a very close friend of mine. And I basically, I'm 40, how old am I? <laughs> I'm 48 <laughs> now. And I basically have been doing this work for 16 years, um, working on myself. And then about 10 years ago, I decided to embark on the training to become a therapist. It's taken me 10 years to do a five-year training. Um, and... And that's because Gestalt is life. You know, I, I think, you know, there are some people who get through this training in five years, but I feel like I needed 10 years to do this training because it was, I needed to embody and really truly embody what I was learning in a way that I can use it to support other people in, in, in our collective. Can I, can I, can I pause you because of 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 um, there's a lot in in what what you're sharing, um, and um, yeah, I I I noticed my wanting to breathe a little and and just acknowledge, you know, some some of the strands. You you being the only or one of the few um, non-white people. Um, which is something I always find myself coming back to in the context of race and and race in relation to Gestalt. Um, 
I, I was was touched as as well by you, you kind of naming the lack the 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 aspect in which there was a lack of emotional support for mm. you growing up in that field of yeah. of activism and and also recognizing how how Gestalt it sounds like has been um, has has been a big source of nurture for you over these last ten years. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, 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 yeah, but we'll be prior to um, prior to you, you um, till starting the program, um, Thomas and I were kind of contracting around how we can we can support each other um, yeah. in in this field where where race is is present because um, so my experience is that sometimes within the white community it has the capacity to polarize. So so I'm mm. more up. I've done more of my race work than you, um, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 and 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 uh, I just want to hear from you, Thomas, and, and what impacted you of what Nandi shared. Um, I I feel I'm I was growing growing silent and and sort of uh, slowly becoming a bit paralyzed uh, listening to to your story. And the things that sit with me now is the moment when you talk about the political activism of your parents and how it it sort of. Um, um, impeded uh, an, uh, an emotional development yeah. and it made me realize also how emotional development in a sense is, is, is part of privilege like that I've been privileged to have the space to, to develop myself emotionally at a certain time in my life um, and, and I know you John you've done some, some work on, on, um, on your own systemic racism uh, I, I haven't had the opportunity yet to do that, uh, and that that also creeps into my experience now. I sort of feel the the one with the least um, capacity to be here. Sort of, um, I said I, I said before uh, when 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 you weren't on the on the show yet, and then yet I said to John that I sort of feel like I'm blindfolded in a room, and I and I don't know how many people there are, and 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 who I might hurt uh, walking forward. And in the same time, I also feel that I'm I'm, I'm not entitled to ask uh, to ask any um, how to say recognition for that. Um, so it's yeah, it's a, it's a confusing place. That that that's all I can say. And 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 I and I realize I don't want this to be about me. Um, yeah. So it's rather confusing. <laughs> I, I want it to be about you. I want it to be about you as well, Thomas and, and John, because I want to really acknowledge, yeah, um, you know, I want to really acknowledge your presence and your willingness to do this work. You don't know how special you are, in a sense. You know how many people that I have spoken to about this film, white people, in my circle and they they're really uncomfortable even my supervisor i was so disappointed mm. i was so disappointed she couldn't even bring herself to say i watched the film she said i watched that program all of a sudden it had been denigrated to that program she couldn't bring herself to say she watched the film she what couldn't she? What couldn't she? Um, in your your sense, what 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 wasn't she willing to come into contact with, or willing or able? 
she was very uncomfortable with with the brutality of the police and the fact that it was race based. She was very. Yeah. It's what I'm imagining. It's my fantasy. No, I haven't asked her. It, it was was shocking to me, and um, it wasn't only the brutality; it was the normality of it. So we have a little technical glitch, but it's not going to take long. There we are again. You mean now? Yeah, it was my. It was once again my responsibility. <laughs> my screen lock uh, switched on, though I had I had adjusted it, but apparently it didn't listen to me. <laughs> okay, we're back on air, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I'm I'm also I'm kind of struck by the the coincidence of this and and how I felt. I felt very engaged in this process and then suddenly I, I'm sort of taken out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Could you, I, I wonder, Nandi, could you share a bit more about the, the context or the story of the film? I'm not sure what you, where you would go with that, but I'm aware that um, listeners. Yeah, listeners would. Yeah. yeah. I, I have, maybe I have a suggestion and, and I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd like to leave it up to you, Nandi. I, I took some parts from the from the YouTube uh, video, short pieces. Yeah. Um, and there was a particular piece that I found really um, quite uh, telling. Yes. And I was wondering maybe I, I could play it and and then it could it could support you in saying something about the movie. Yes, please do, Thomas, because yeah? I'd be really interested in what you took from, okay. from that. Yeah. Okay. So I'll play it. I'm aware Nandi might not be able to listen to it as it's being played. Oh really? Okay. Ah, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you. Um... I might. How do I log on to the radio? I can't. Can I? You go to the NGV website. Uh, I have to go to the website. Okay. It's, it's too complicated, Thomas. Could, could you? Okay. No could, could you? Could you? Why don't you say what you took from the um, the the thing that you heard? Well, if Thomas wants to play it, that's fine. And then um... we should we should play it. It's too powerful not to play it. Go on. Okay. So um, I'm just thinking how we can fix this. I know how to fix it. I will send you the file while I'm playing it. Can I do that? Okay. No, I can't. Okay, I'll just play it. If you want to listen, is it possible for you to go to the website to the NGO? Yeah. yeah? There's a radio I'll, player. I'll probably lose you for a minute. Yeah, we can call you back. It's okay. Okay. So you will hear it in, I will play it in five seconds, okay? Okay. It's about two minutes. I'm going on now. No. Yeah, very... We've complained to the police about the police and nothing's been done. We've complained to magistrates about magistrates and nothing's been done. We've complained to judges about judges and nothing's been done. 
Now it's time to do something ourselves. That statement was made at the mangrove demonstration and represents the essence of black people's experience in Britain. That since we've come here, we've suffered a long train of abuses by the police with the active knowledge and support of the British state. And those abuses have been able to be carried out under the pretext that, quote, black people are criminals, sponsors, and prostitutes. That is a myth that has been created about us. That is a statement that was made by one police officer who gave evidence in the mangrove case. Now, the demonstration that black people made against the harassment of the mangrove restaurant, the subsequent resistance in the courts, is an active explosion of that myth. <coughs> community, not only in Notting Hill, but all over this country, has a certain experience with the police. And that experience, in my terms, is one which could be easily described as brutal, harassing, and generally repressive. And that on the 9th of August 1970, the Action Committee in Defense of the Mangrove Restaurant, which is a Western restaurant in Notting Hill, called the demonstration because that restaurant had been consistently harassed by the police. There were three raids on the restaurant, ostensibly for drugs, nothing was found. And so the community responded with the demonstration. I couldn't join. It's okay. Did you manage to hear anything, no? I could hear, because I know the you know, I know the peak. You know yeah, the peak. I could hear a bit, but I didn't manage to log on. Okay. But that's fine. Okay. So, um... So that was, that was your mom speaking, right? That was my mom. I could hear my mom. And then, was it Dark as Hell? Uh, yeah, following? after the song, it was Dark as Hell, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Let me just comment on... Um, the impact of the the film and and on sure. me, as okay. I as I see it, um, I think um, what you said. I don't know if the listeners heard what you said earlier rang true for me um, when I saw the film. What I failed to understand was um, the normal how normalized the violence and the um, aggression from the police towards um, blacks at that time, how, how that was just part and parcel of, of, of British society and um, <clears throat> how much the police were protected, uh, not just by other police, but by the British justice system, by the um, defense lawyers who are meant to be defending the defendants um, and how very isolated 
we were uh, as a collective. And in some ways we still are quite isolated. Um, and how important it was for the nine defendants to work collectively as a group. And be cohesive for one common goal. And it really relied on each person trusting, trusting the process, which is what we do in Gestalt. We trust the process, right? Yeah. And as a result of that, they were able to win that trial. Um, but I think it came... All, all victories come at a cost. And there's so many different costs. And, and I think um, what you said, Thomas, about um, that really touched me when you said even having the space to attend to one's emotional well-being. Um, I think black people as a collective haven't had that space. We certainly haven't had the investment in terms of acknowledging that we need it, particularly those who were descendants of, of, of the slavery experience. And we are carrying so much transgenerational trauma. Um, and I think one of the ways that my parents uh, and those nine defendants paid attention somewhat to their mental health, was through activism, was through fighting injustice. Because like in Gestalt, one, there's a cycle of experience and, and they, they completed the cycles by challenging and having victories, no matter how big or small, against the system. So, but underneath that, I think some of the more delicate and more vulnerable aspects of their being just never got attended to. So I don't know how that lands for you. Thank you for for asking that. And, and my first my first tendency is to check with with John. I'm taking big breaths, Nandi, and and isolated as opposed to collective or together. Together, I think is is a word yeah. that that stands out for me, and and also um, and also where you finished with um, with the, the 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 relatively few opportunities for people from within the mangrove nine and potentially that generation to nurture themselves um, emotionally. Mm. And, and, and I wonder how that leads on to or both isolation, togetherness, emotional support, how, how that leads on to your, your personal journey, which has, has come via or with through Gestalt. Yeah. And then, oh, what, I, what I was thinking of was was the 
um, when you said how how they took care of their emotional well-being through social through political activism and social activism yeah. it reminds me of how um, how how the field in gestalt has become um, increasingly important in the last decades and how in some approaches within gestalt um, they want to come in from the field instead of from the individual sort of I, I sort of see a, a parallel there how they they try to improve their individual well-being through a political um, intervention sort of yeah. yeah a bit like a group it was a group intervention yeah yeah exactly yeah there wasn't much time or space for individual interventions but mm. there was the, the all the energy was focused on the group and that was important and and that just brings me back to what you were asking john about myself in as a result of that i think i've said this already to you but i say it for the benefit of the listeners um that I can't. I couldn't do what I'm doing now if they hadn't done what they did. Mm. The group intervention needed to take place. Mm-hmm. Certain aspects of our society in Britain had to be exposed, and the only people who could shoulder that responsibility and expose it for what it was, for the brutality that it that it is. Uh-huh was that generation who took to the streets and said enough is enough, basically. Mm-hmm. That we are saying no, and we have the right to say no. So mm-hmm. they had to do that in order for me to do this. Mm. I, and, and, and I, I come back to, to what you said towards the start in thanking Thomas and, and, and myself for, for being with you and um, for, for, for being, being willing to, to look at our, ourselves um, in yeah. relation to race. And um, I, I, maybe I'm belittling my own, my, my, what I'm doing, but, but I look at you and I, I see your willingness um, to do something which feels feels more courageous. Um, there are many of Thomas and me. There's there's not so many, particularly within the Gestalt world, of, of you. Mm. Um, and yeah. I, and I don't want to I I, I don't want to put you on a pedestal or, or something, Andy. And and yet, I I when I watched the film, what really touched me was was how how your mother's generation needed to fight. The white system and oppression, and what you're doing feels different and and equally, if not more courageous. You're reaching out and forging relationships, or trying to forge relationships, or grappling with relationships with 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 white people. Yes, yes, because um. I, I, I can do that because um, I spent 16 years um, offloading a lot of baggage, you know, um, a lot, I can see clearer now. I spent 16 years polishing my windows, you know, so I can see through the glass. 
um, a lot clearer than I did 16 years ago. Mm. I couldn't see anything 16 years and my windows were dirty. Yeah. I had to clean them. I had to, um, I had to get clear. And I think that is the, the, when, you know, I, when I look at my parents, I have a sense of real sadness as well, you know, um, they never got the opportunity to really attend to, to, to their trauma, even, mm. even the, the trial, even the case, the, the mangrove nine trial, my mother was pregnant with me at the time. I mean, that must've been a major thing. That was her first child and to be involved in such a, such a case, such a, she came over here as a, as a, as a student, as a biochemistry stu student, not the, the stigma and the disappointment from her parents, disapproval. I mean, they sent her here to to better her life, not get involved in, in what they would have imagined was something really foolish. So, and she's never had that opportunity to, to really attend to, to the trauma of, of, of oppression on an interpersonal level. And, I, I, and that I do feel sad about. I do feel sad about that. But one thing I do feel like I brought to my family okay. is I brought to them, my family, I, I, I allowed my family to see the legitimacy of therapy in, in a way that they never did before. And how important it was for me to do this work and how important it is for the for my son for those who come after us to to to, to do this work and that um and and they did they did they were intersectional my parents they you, it wasn't just about but that time in the 60s and 70s, there was a lot of activism. There was a lot of um, people fighting the system, uh, and, and, uh, whites and blacks. And, um, but I think the difference now, at least what I hope we can achieve is, I hope that we can achieve across the cult across the cult, I hope we can achieve a, a wanting to dialogue and bringing our true and real selves to this to the to the dialogue to the space. So I want us to be able to create a space where you can bring your racism, you can bring your prejudice, you can bring your anger, your rage. Um, that I can bring my black fragility and I can bring my anger and I can bring my rage and I can bring my shame and so, that somehow we can talk about it. So we, we coming to the end of our time and I have a question I want to ask and, and I want to yes. check it with you if you have a question, Thomas. So, so my question is that um, some black um, psychologists or activists or, or writers say that like Resna Man Manikam, I, I think he, he says that 
white people should do their work or some of their work away amongst white people away from from non-white people it sounds like you might be saying something something additional or, or even something different when you talk about dialoguing presumably across racial um, divide boundaries. Yes, <laughs> I am saying something different. It's really interesting to me because I, cause yeah. the, the people say different things and yeah, from, I I I want to want to second on that because I've always had the same message that it's something we should do on our own, and I sort of felt yeah, it's right. We shouldn't we shouldn't bother black people with with this work. It's our own thing, and I'm I'm quite um, say I feel quite supported with with the way you how you look at it. I sort of feel oh, so that that might be possible, and and it's it's doable for you as a black person to do this with us. So maybe there is there is also a different way to do it. Yeah, I think we can find somewhere another another way because I think one thing that I know as a black person is we talk about racism in, in our collective all the time. Yeah. We talk about it totally. over and over and where does it go? I don't think it goes anywhere because the people we need to be talking about it with are not present. I think we, you, we yes. Yeah. Shout, Nandy, shout. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, what I want to say to you though? Um, on 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 air is um working with you in the in the in the cross-racial group and talking with you now um and i feel moved as i say this you doesn't quite sound the right way to say it but you give support or you make space for my embarrassment my awkwardness my shame my fear my getting it wrong yeah you yeah, and you make space for my anger, <laughs> and um, and when I get irritated okay. and annoyed, and you and you let me be, you you allow it to be okay, and that really supports me, because then I can be authentic, yeah. which is what I think we need to be, as authentic as we can be. Yeah. Sounds great. I want I want to be in your race group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can maybe come back and say something of that um at, at the end of yeah. the, the program Thomas. Yeah. We, yeah. we i'm so appreciative of you coming in nandy um, and and i i wanted to, i just want to share something that i also felt last night uh, nandy john and i we had a, a a conversation last night to prepare this um i I feel it again. I, I feel I feel I feel some tension in around my, 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 my plexus and and the tension for me is about uh, there is so much in this. Like we could we could go on for another hour and, and yeah. I feel a lot of response coming up uh, may also about if you if you talk about the different generations and, and as if as if it's a graded experience of, of empowerment. Um so yeah, I sort of feel that this this one episode doesn't do justice to what 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 is in it and 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 that we we could we could maybe have a second or so i just feel like saying that because yeah i know i know we are running out of time and we should we should we should respect the timing but the, i yeah. feel that it's 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 it could be much much more yeah are you happy to stay with us nandy for the the final um section of our program oh yes the, do i log on i need to log on to the
You can do that if, if, if you manage. So, no, no, just a second because we're calling live. We're calling, oh, we're calling okay. Chris. You're going to be able to, you don't have to log on to the radio now. You can just hear it. So, shall I, I log out of the radio? Yeah, you, 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 yeah, that's a good idea, Chris. I've logged out of the radio. Perfect. Welcome, Chris. It's... Welcome, Chris. Hello, I'm put. I'm trying to put you onto speakerphone. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Chris, I don't know how to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for being willing to share your music live with us. Um, it's a it's a different kind of risk to do it with music. Um, take your time, and and I. I uh, would invite you to say anything or share anything about the piece that you're going to play before you you do. Is that now? That's now. You're 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 on. It's it's your gig. Well, it's your gig. It, 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 take your time. This is, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, this is this has been really interesting for me to listen to the program and to meet Nandi by hearing what she has to say and thinking about the music I'm bringing in and. Sort of feeling a bit, a bit self-conscious at, at a level about this music, which I think John described as classical music, or perhaps both of you said said that phrase. Oh. And just thinking about where where that sits. And are you both there? I, I had a bleeping we're, noise. Yeah, we're still we're here. And you're, Sorry, you're back. I had a call coming. Okay, no problem. But I'm still here. So. Shall I go on? Yes, you can go on, Chris. Yes. Um, so I was I was just thinking about how interesting, how, how I trust. Trust the process has been mentioned, I think, by Nandi in passing this evening and saying things about, about the Mangrove Nine and about the programme, which I watched and uh, very much loved the film. Um, and I can, I'd like to say more about that if I get a chance. But I suppose I trust that the music I've chosen in some way or other is fitting. And it's interesting because as I as it emerged into what the show's about tonight, mainly, which is looking at racism and anti-racism and so on, I was thinking about bringing in this music from white Protestant Europe from 1730 to 1740 <laughs> and, just, and just sort of aware of that. And then I suppose I sort of got over myself in a way or got over my shame in thinking, well, I sort of, somehow or other, I think it speaks... To something and I think the piece I'm going to play live in particular speaks to something and speaks to something in a dialogic spirit um, which feels particularly clear in in the piece I'm going to play live in a minute the piece that I that, that was recorded in which you played earlier it's a sort of it's a grand piece it's a piece it's a piece of grandeur and mm -hmm. of seriousness of intent yeah, yeah. and I suppose in a way as I hear it now in, in hindsight from what how, how the conversation has evolved, it feels very much that it did sort of announce something and announce the seriousness of, of this endeavour to meet each other and to overcome barriers to meeting. So I'm feeling now more reconciled. We, we knew that. you would be able to make some sort of link between 17th century or whenever Baroque... <laughs> Classical music, Chris, <laughs> and systemic racism. Well done. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. God, I was just getting warmed up. There's more. Anyway, um, okay. Well, I'm, I'm the piece. I, the piece. So the piece I'm going to play is another piece of Bach, J.S. Bach. Who? It's been my lockdown project. I've been 
practicing and recording bark and it's it's therapy for me um in many ways and the piece i'm going to play is a sarabande which is a, a form of courtly stately dance um but I, I the processes of the music it is the processes that speak to me and the process is really a sort of dialogue between an upper part and the lower part in which there is a, 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 a an intricacy and the beauty of 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 taking and yielding there is there is a there is a lovely sort of way in which the two parts don't compete but sort of find a way to be with each other sometimes in a some more simple way and sometimes in a in, in a slightly more elaborate sort of dialogue so um the piece really moves me a lot and uh, i i hope uh, you will enjoy it i'll play it now looking forward to that chris are you hearing me loud and clear is it everything okay you're, you're, yeah we can hear you chris. good yeah, yeah. You want to check the sound oh. with the piano, or are you you constant? Yeah, I'll I'll play chords to start with. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. We can do it like that. I'll play. It's about three or three and a half minutes. Thank you. 
<laughs> so there we have it, the Sarabande in C minor. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. It was really supportive well, for me, your, your, your explanation in the beginning, before you played it, it was supportive for me to listen to it now. I could, I could really sense oh. the, the dialogue and, and the, yeah. so, sort of a dance between the two. Yeah. It's, it's support is beautiful in itself, I think. Yeah. And um, I really found this a very supportive meeting. And um, I'm really, I was excited by the point that things emerged too before you called me. And the sort of interest in, in this difference between talking in isolation and actually talking together. And ultimately things belong together we belong together and how and, and i felt it, it was really there was a generosity in what you said nandia which i really appreciated and uh, was very moved by and i i too i thought i would really much very much like to be part of your group <laughs> i, thought, <laughs> I uh, was coming on board with the other guys yeah. with that um and um the the, the other part of co coincidence or trusting the process i'd like to add is that um the program uh, on the Mangrove Nine, right, the Small Axe Productions film, which I was uh, pleased to see, was uh, recommended to me by a black male client. Um, the work with whom I've been doing over five years has really benefited from me facing up more to my racism and my ignorance. And he told me about this program now, which I think he probably wouldn't have done maybe a couple of years ago and told me how he has a connection with the program too. Um, and his connection is that he knows as an old school friend, uh, an old school friend is in the show. Wow. Um, and I won't say who that is, I don't think just to keep some, some uh, discretion, but uh, it was just amazing how things came. And then when I saw your name, uh, Nandi on the on the billing for tonight, it rang a bell and I thought, this name's ringing a bell. And then I suddenly realized that there was a sort of full circle that you yeah. also are implicated in the program. So yeah. that was just, a there was a beauty in the sense of, of trusting that everything's, everything's designed to fit somehow. Or yeah. Ended. yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. I can't believe your client has a connection to the program. To the yes. Yeah. yeah. That's just just lovely, isn't it? Yeah. And I what I what I loved about what you said um, in the beginning before you played the beautiful piece of music was um, uh, I think you described it as like the top half and the bottom half and them both uh, sort of where they meet or coming together mm -hmm. and and that being quite poignant in terms of what we were talking about and I think that 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 is exactly what what we need to do uh, in terms of where we how we move um, collectively with this material yeah it's a shared yeah. trauma on both sides can you repeat mm. that what did you say I didn't, I didn't i didn't hear i said it i i said racism is a shared trauma mm. yeah okay yeah yeah mm. yeah thank you yeah okay mm. i think um it has disproportionately landed on the black collective because we are the victims, but I, but I strongly believe it's a shared trauma. I, I, I 
I, I watched the film um, and occasionally it struck me how hard it was to have compassion for the white people who were portrayed in the film yeah. and in need of compassion for the, mm. the conditions in which they were living in and their ignorance and, and, and whatever as, as well. Um, there was one moment where I had compassion for PC Pulley. <laughs> Who, who was portrayed as the, the evil, who, who was it awful. Was when he said he didn't have any qualifications. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. and I suddenly thought, oh my goodness, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was the intersection of sort of um, class uh, with race, wasn't it, exactly. really? Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Have you seen it yet, Thomas? I don't think you managed to, did you? No, I I, I saw um, sort of half of the YouTube uh, documentary yeah, you, you sent the me. Documentary, the actual yeah. documentary. Yeah. I was very impressed. Um, well, impressed is not the right word. Maybe it's not. I think I was very struck by by the power of your of your mother and, and her words. And another piece I took from from the movie and and that I could have I could have um, played but it wasn't really relevant at a, at, a, at, a, at any at any time was where she's talking about how she's defending herself. Yes. How she how she chose not to be defended by a lawyer. Yes. Um, specifically because of the uh, the ignorance and the systemic uh, racism that that she already back then was able to define so clearly i was i was very struck by that yeah yeah and and the power that spoke from it and also in, in some sort of level of trust that's quite impressive trusting yeah. that even as a black person defending yourself in that time that that you could get there where you want to get but yeah that was i think one of the most um iconic um I think that, yeah, I think in terms of, especially at that time, but at any time to defend yourself in, in such a trial, in such a case, at the Old Bailey, which is, you know, mm. a court normally reserved for murderers and, mm. you know, serious criminals. Um, it's quite a daunting building in itself, you know, just the mm. thought of going to the Old Bailey. Um, mm. And to defend oneself, for her to defend herself mm. without any law training. She wasn't, a, um, Darkest Howe was a trainee lawyer, so oh, he okay. did have some idea yeah. about what he was getting himself into, but my mother didn't. So no. Um, no. to be a black woman doing that and pregnant with everything else going on, I mean, it, it was, she really, she really brought her her highest self forward. I, I feel and oh, gosh, yes. I mean, I mean, I just like to introduce the word dignity because I was. I'm I'm not over striving to make connections. I hope between the music and and what we're talking about, but it feels to me that this music that I'm so drawn to has a great dignity to it. And one of the things that struck me most, particularly in the court scene. But another part of the of the film was the dignity of the black protagonists, uh, the the dignity of your mother, the dignity of Darkus Howe and others, yeah. and I think that for me, the the just 
that is so telling and uh, overshone the ugliness and the uh, the polarities that were being uh, embraced by the white opposition, we could say, in a way. Yeah. yeah. And Ian MacDonald, the lawyer who did defend Barbara Bees, mm. uh, sadly passed away only just last, last year, last year, December. I mean, you know, I, I've got to give him an incredible amount of um, gratitude for, for, for being willing to um, support my mother and Darpa to defend themselves and also to be willing himself to see the hypocrisy within the justice, the British justice system mm -hmm. and, and to be the lawyer that he is really. And that's what we need more of. That's what we're, we're building um, that's what we we want to build, I think, mm. from a therapeutic perspective. Mm. Is we we need to be allies for each other. We need to be each other's allies. Mm. Mm. And I think that's what we're creating. You know, mm. even in this discussion, being each mm. other. I feel like you are my allies. Mm. You know, you are the people I've been on. In a way that sometimes I don't even have them readily to hand within my own collective it, it's mm. so it's so challenging for the black collective at the moment we are just in a in a space of complete reactivity we haven't been able to attend to our hearts we really haven't and and that is the work that that you have to do as as white therapists when you have a black client um is is you need to be able to be informed enough and willing enough and open enough to be able yeah. to support them because you can yeah, mm. you yeah. Can that's good to hear we haven't got enough numbers in terms of black therapists yet to be able to support all the people who need supporting uh, mm. and there are so many of us who need that support yeah. mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really good to, mm. to hear you Nandi mm. and, and, and to, to, name, put. to name the need and, and, yeah. and that there is there is a growing of support and work yes. in this area. Um, yeah. thank you um, both um, it, it's, 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 it's been a, a fascinating and discussion that has touched me um and chris I, I i want to appreciate again your ingenuity for um <laughs> for making the links you do i i i was with a bit, a bit of ruella frank in there as well with your taking and, and, and yielding i think you <laughs> you said um thomas before we we wind up today there's um there's a couple of christmas things happening on the radio that yes. um, i'd like to plug i don't know go ahead um, uh, john that okay. sort of feels like your uh, area of expertise oh, my, my area well um ladies and gentlemen we we have a special guest uh, a, a very very special guest on the next next show that is um, the 17th of december 17th of december a special christmas show all the way from the far norths of Blackland, oh. with a train of gishtalk qualified reindeer, no, no, no less. 
have we have a senior Gestalt therapist guesting as Santa. Wow. Wow, I've got to be there for that. <laughs> <laughs> and and what we what we would like what we would like to do, we thought about playing guess the Santa, but no, of course it's a real Santa, and we're going to bring some sherry and some mince pies and all that for him. Um, but we 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 want to um, invite anybody who wants to send Santa their Christmas wish list um, or make requests for presents or for wishes to loved ones or. Uh, or expresses some statement of hope for 2021. God, don't we need it? Um, <laughs> please, please, yes. please write into us um, at um, the best way to contact us is radio at newgestaltvoices.org. And um, appreciating your your musical uh, contribution, Chris. Um, we'd also really welcome um, anybody who's willing to send in. A piece of music it doesn't have to be performed live. Um, poetry. Um, don't know what else can we do on the radio, Thomas. Theatre. Theatre. Oh, which which reminds me, we we also have another uh, Christmas special, uh, which is going to be a live performance of um, Newbie Stout Voices COVID Christmas Carol. Did you get that? I I cut out. COVID <laughs> COVID Christmas Carol. Um, and that's happening, Thomas, I think, on the 19th. The 19th. Yeah, so only two days after our senior Santa. We'll need a, a, a COVID version of Bar Humbug for that, I think. We, <laughs> I, I, I think you're, you're in the lead there to be cast as, as Mr. Mr. Scrump, Chris. <laughs> Mr. Scrump! That's, I, I shall need to look at the terms and conditions of this. <laughs> we... we <laughs> It, it, it's all very spontaneous. It's yet to be written, yet to be cast. So if you'd like to have a bit of fun with us, then maybe... Okay, that sounds good. I'm on for that. Do, do, uh, do get in touch again at the radio email address. Okay, so we're sort of at the end then, aren't we? Yeah. So um, I, I've been doubting uh, about this, but I want to do it anyways. I want to play the song that was in the documentary on YouTube. To, f to finish the episode. Um, it's called Blood and Fire. Um, and my shame is coming up when I realize I forgot um, the artist's name, which was um, Nai... Just say J.S. Bach. It was not J.S. Bach. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do justice. I, I need to do justice. Nine, nine I can't even pronounce it. Ninety, it's coming blood up. Blood and fire, blood and fire song. Yeah, ninety, the observer. Yeah, ninety. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, uh, thank you, ninety. Mm -hmm. So why, why do you want to do? I want to play it because it's, it's, it's quite a. Um, the, the lyrics um, give away quite, quite a strong message, and we've been talking in this episode about. Um, about the generation, the generational difference in dealing with systemic racism, and and Nandi was referring to how her parents um, came at it from a, a political angle, from a, a more society angle, and how she's coming at it from a more interpersonal angle. And if I if I can try to weave in um, Chris's song, uh, Chris, what what Chris played, I think we we could see it as the interpersonal level and the dialogue being represented. And this song, Blood on Fire, is very much about uh, 
the political angle and 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 um, sort of uh, the riot and and the revolt. So uh, I sort of felt that was a way to to close our episode tonight. Hmm. So I will okay. play the song, and we're not coming back to the conversation. So thank you both very much for being here. Thank you. Really thank appreciate you. Thank it. You. And let's um, be in touch about a possible con continuing of this uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Good night from me. Good night. Thank you. Bye bye. So what happened here was that we were playing this song, Blood and Fire, by Nani the Observer. And when we were playing it live on the show, there was no issue because well, there wasn't there weren't that many listeners anyways. Um but the moment we put it on a podcast platform being anchor.fm, there was a big issue because they scan through all the audio that you upload and we all we totally forgot, we didn't think of it, ignorant beings as we are, that it is a copyright song. So we don't have the rights to play it. So Anchor FM took down our entire podcast, half days of work gone, after which we decided to be good boys and only play music or footage on the radio from now on, on the live show and definitely on the podcast that is not under copyright anymore or was not under copyright anyways. So no song here, but if you want to listen to the song with which we closed the episode back in December 2020. You can go to YouTube and tap Blood and Fire by Nani the Observer. That's N-I-N-E-Y the Observer. Enjoy. <laughs>